Hello, uh, my name is Taylor Williams, and I want to welcome you to Motion Picture Commentary, which is a podcast designed to delve into the underlying social issues that are discussed in motion pictures. On this episode of Motion Picture Commentary, we'll be, we'll be joined by David Birnbaum to talk about why I love going to the movies and why, I, why they're so important to my life. Um, and before we really dive into this episode's topic, this would be a good time to remind our listeners that there are accompanying articles for this episode that have already been published. Uh, and we do recommend reading those articles prior to jumping into this episode, as it will provide a little bit more context to the discussion. Uh, so today we're going to talk about why I love going to the movies so much and why I think, the, why I think they're so important. So I've always been what you would call a cinephile, mm-hmm. and somebody who loves, loves film, loves movies. It's always been something that's been a massive important, importance in my life, yeah. um, but it really jumped into uh, more than just a sort of, a, I guess, a, a hobby when I went back to the university in 2000 and around the fall of 2012. Um, at the time I was coming in, having uh, re- pretty much restarting my engineering degree. And uh, I was two years older than my classmates. I had a, had my own vehicle. Uh, I was living off campus with just a buddy of mine from from my first go around at, at the university. So going and doing the sort of standard um, sort of university weekend stuff with first year students wasn't exactly on my radar yeah because at the time i i had stopped uh i'd stopped consuming alcohol during study terms mm-hmm. so uh parties and going out to the pub crawls or whatever it was wasn't uh wasn't anything i was interested in doing yeah so instead i would watch movies or go to the galaxy cinemas over at conestoga mall and I'd watch the latest movies. Um, what what drew you to movies over television? So that's one that I always um, I always get kind of sort of weird reactions to when I talk about it because I a hundred percent like nine times out of ten will prefer to watch a movie over a TV series. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I don't like tv i do i definitely enjoy a lot of television series Uh, but ultimately i think what it comes down to is with movies is there's not as much of a time commitment Mm -hmm. and i i prefer the more condensed style of storytelling that you get out of a film over the elongated uh you know so say like if you just look at say marvel um you have Daredevils as a Netflix TV series that has 13 episodes a season that are in the range of 50 minutes to an hour long versus, you know, the last Avengers movie was two and a half hours. Yeah. So I could watch, you know, <laughs> I could watch Infinity War more like four or five times in the same amount of time that it takes me to watch Daredevil season three. Yeah. So I get, to, I would be able to experience a lot more in terms of different stories yeah. with film over 
uh, over a television series where you have to devote a lot more time to them. That yeah. doesn't mean I'm against them. There are some very great television series that I absolutely love to watch. Yeah. But most of the time, if I had to pick or choose between the two mediums, I would go with the movie. Okay. That makes sense. And and it's interesting. Some people feel like movies are too big of a commitment because there's just such a shortened attention span. But then they'll end up binging like multiple episodes <laughs> of a show that ends up taking longer. But it's like the, it seems like a low, a lower hurdle to it to get over or something like that. Yeah, and for me, I just uh, I feel like the stakes are always a little bit higher in in most films because you have such a shortened time frame in which to what in which to achieve the the goals that you're trying to achieve with your story mm -hmm. so ultimately everything kind of gets heightened and your 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 pacing and the tension everything's elevated it's it's a lot more um for me it's typically uh, it depends on the film of course but typically they're they, they're a little bit more compelling for me and I feel more engaged when I'm watching a film versus when I'm watching a TV series where the payoff, instead of over four or five episodes, the payoff's over two hours. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And and what what brings, what draws you to it generally, like even to consider, uh, you know, to consider that depth of one versus the other, many people don't even care enough about it. So why, why do you... S why do you enjoy like the, the experience uh, like that? Um, well, this one's it's it it kind of falls into the, sort of my my uh, the same reason I listen to this type of music that I listen to, mm -hmm. and it all generally refers back to I'm a in, I'm a very independent and private person at my core. Okay. I don't talk. I don't really share my emotions or talk about my feelings all that often. And generally not with uh, people that I, I'm not all that comfortable around. I'm, I'm your textbook engineering introvert. So yeah. um, I guess for me, uh, what story, what the film, what films and stories allow me to do is kind of work through those emotions mm -hmm. without having to, um, I guess, talk about them Yeah, with other people. I can just sit there and, and relate to them through uh, uh through different stories um and that's kind of the big thing for me uh yeah. when it comes to it because that's i love stories and um it's the same thing with the types of music i listen to most of them are all you know fairly story driven lyrics and it's you know um it's all kind of meant to create this atmosphere where you can that you can relate to what the person is going through who wrote the song or wrote the screenplay or directed the movie or whatever yeah it's it's interesting you say atmosphere i'm i'm a a pretty big fan of going to the theater as well which i you know a lot of my friends think is kind of weird these days like why not just stay home and, and watch it on netflix or whatever but i really enjoy the atmosphere of going to the theater and it, and it puts a different layer on it and it's like um you know I newly acquired a record player and it's kind of like that it's like i'm choosing to opt into this album right like i i'm i'm making i'm making it a, a bigger deal and and 
and I feel that in the experience, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I go through, I went through that with a friend of mine who, um, she could not for the life of her understand why I listened to prog like progressive metal and progressive rock because all of like so many of the songs are six plus minutes. Like I have song, like if you go through my iTunes library, I got, you know, countless numbers of songs that are over 15 minutes long. And for me, it's just, there's something really special about just letting yourself fall into that atmosphere of the song yeah and it's the same thing with going to the cinema and i don't feel you get the exact same experience when you're you know sitting on your couch or lying in your bed watching a movie on your laptop yeah you can't uh you're not you're not in the same sort of it's not it's just not the same environment you can't re replicate the experience of being in that movie theater seat with the gigantic screen the loud surround sound it's nothing compares to it yeah yeah definitely and so you you mentioned you're a pretty introverted person generally and so i guess that kind of leads to why you you enjoy going to see movies on your own uh like i i i, I go to see movies on my own sometimes as well and it's definitely seen as abnormal still um so kind of what led you to discovering that or was it just like a decision you made uh, sometime and why why do you enjoy it? Uh, well, at first I was kind of like on the fence about it. Yeah, because it it's it's not it's not the norm. Yeah, you know, people consider it antisocial and that's that's fine. Um, it took me a little while to get over that. Mm -hmm. uh, but ultimately what won through was just my love for doing it. Yeah. And, you know, when, once I got kind of over that sort of fear, I guess you would call it, uh, about going alone, uh, the first few times I was kind of like, you know, feeling a little anxious about it. But then mm -hmm. once the movies were over, I was like, I don't, what was I worrying about? Yeah. You know, because it was just like, this is what I love doing. Yeah. I love being here. Like, there's pretty much nowhere else I'd rather be. Yeah. Most of the time than sitting in a movie theater watching the latest movies. Like, mm -hmm. that for me is, is kind of what I live for. That's cool. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, it started ultimately, again, it started when I went back to university and I had my own vehicle and getting to the theater wasn't, uh, wasn't a problem for me. And... And I just started watching more and more movies, and then I was, you know, I'm frequenting IO9 and Screen Rant and all these other websites. And all I'm doing is, outside of schoolwork, of course, is um, reading or watching movies. So um, eventually, it just sort of became one of those things where, uh, if there was a movie that I wanted to see and I had the the free time and the ability to go, I would just go. Um, yeah. and sometimes that turned into, I'd go and do double features at the princess theater in, in uptown Waterloo, uh, mm -hmm. for the, the smaller budget indie films, or even I would do them at galaxy. Uh, if, if there was a couple bigger films out th at the time that I wanted to, to see at the same, on the same weekend and I didn't have too much work to do. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I, as I said, I'm, I'm a fairly individual person. And when I say when I say that, it, you know, 
kind of sounds a little antisocial, but it's like I, I have friends, but I'm perfectly okay with being alone. Yeah. Spending time by myself and doing the things that I enjoy by myself. Like, yeah. Uh, and I think but, that's actually a really important skill that a lot of people don't have mm-hmm. is to just appreciate an experience purely for themselves and, and their own appreciation of that experience. Yeah, and it's not like, uh, you know, just because you're going alone that you can't talk to other people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, there's, you know, a few times when I go to the princess, I'd uh, end up talking with some of the older people that were <laughs> yeah. also there because typically the crowd there is either the young cinephile or the senior citizens who... Mm-hmm. Uh, have a membership there yeah Uh, yeah you just end up talking to people and it's the same thing when like I go to concerts alone all the time like even after I finished uh, my engineering degree I went to Bulgaria on my own to see a concert like yeah you just end up you're you're there with people that are all there for the same purpose so it's easy to find a common ground yeah for me and so then it's easy to to have little make you know, at least, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you want to call them friendships, but at least make connections with new people. Yeah. And uh, I, I went traveling on my own a bit and I really liked the freedom of just like, I do exactly what I want. And like, I value that at a movie too. And so like, I'm trying to get more into movies. I was really into them in high school and then in university, I kind of fell away from it. But, you know, even I like whether I watch at home or in the theater, I like sitting there until the credits are done because I feel like, one, even if I give like a, a bit of notice to the name that I might never never remember in the long term, it's still like some validation for that. But also the soundtrack is so important. And like, it, you know, they someone picked this song to be on after the movie and to prompt certain thoughts and certain feelings in me as well. And, yeah. you know, my friends want to rush out, movie's done. And it's like, no, I like sitting there and, and kind of basking in the experience and, and having that mini moment of reflection about the movie yeah. as well. And sort of processing what you've just done. Yeah. And Especially the- if it's a good movie that really, you know, most most good movies and most of the ones I try and see, they do impact me, right? And, and like, yeah. I'm different than before I saw the movie. Yeah, exactly. And that's how you know uh, when a film has achieved its goal. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, as much as we love, you know, people can love just sort of your basic block, popcorn blockbuster, you know, your... your Skyscraper. Dwayne, your, your Dwayne Johnson yeah. action movies, right? I mean, they, they're they there purely for entertainment. But mm-hmm. what I tend to prefer, like, don't get me wrong, I still can enjoy those types of movies. But yeah. I'm looking for something typically a little deeper. Yeah, me too. And uh, that's that's why, uh, like, I'll see films that most of the people I talk to have never even heard of. Mm-hmm. Right, and you know that like that came it comes up fairly often. Um, you know, I, like uh, when I was living with a couple friends from university, they'd be oh, I, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going out to see a movie, and they'd ask me, which one are you going to see, and I'd say this one and they're like oh never heard of it what's it about mm-hmm. and so then we'd have you know this sort of brief conversation before i head out to go go to the theater to watch it but uh or even if i run into, into friends at the theaters uh, uh by accident there's pretty much only one or two other people that i knew from waterloo that were on almost the same level as me in terms yeah. of uh, 
uh, our enjoyment of film. So mm-hmm. um, I never really had anybody at school that was that I could really talk to about about these movies that I see. Yeah, um, and that's what I want to be able to do with this venture is maybe bring a you know talk about the films that I love and. Even if I don't like them, if the message is there that I think we should probably be discussing, that's an important thing for me. And what is also a good benefit to that is we bring awareness to other films that other people may not even have considered. Yeah. And and so, yeah, I do want to ask about that. Like, I obviously, I think it's great that you're interested in doing this, but you did say you're you're a pretty private person. So why, why do you think it's important for you and... Uh, to do something like this what value does it bring you and also uh you know why should and why are why should people be interested in it uh that's a good question um over the last i mean i don't i don't know how long i've been dealing with this but uh it's definitely something that's cropped up in the last year and i was i was officially diagnosed with it uh, last year but i have uh depression and mm-hmm. I anxiety and one of the, I guess, one of the benefits of having this kind of venture is that I'm able to not only just experience uh, and relate with my emotions through the actual films themselves, but I could put them out there and other people may be able to relate to them as well. And then we can have further discussions about it. And then I'm not, then I don't have to feel like I'm always a little bit more alone. Like, yeah. like I say, I'm perfectly fine with being alone, but mm-hmm. sometimes there's just those moments where there are things that you want to talk about and you may not always have someone there who understands it. Yeah. So having this sort of opportunity to just sort of, I don't know, uh, at least put these ideas out there, put these opinions and so forth and maybe learn a little bit more about why other people think differently to me and Mm -hmm. just, I don't know. It's for me, it's just kind of a learning experience and trying to, I guess, open up and maybe deal a little bit better with, uh, with my mental health. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And it, it makes a lot of of sense. And I think that's the value I'm getting from it as well. And, and the value I get from art in any form, right? It is about, you know, I've only more recently been able to connect with music, um, and and I think it would have been a very useful coping mechanism in when I was younger. But um, it is about people, you know, reflecting their experience. And I think that's why actors are so, you know, appreciated and stuff because they can they can express emotions so vividly that you know I have a hard time expressing when I'm feeling it even yeah, right. And so it's exactly a, yeah. And that's what that's what's so powerful with film is that. I can go and feel everything that I, I I am feeling at the given time. Yeah. But I don't necessarily have to go through the same motion of expressing it, but I can sit there and just let it, you know, sort of wash over me and so forth. Like it's the same thing with music. Like when I went to that concert in Bulgaria, it was um, the it it was a guy called Devin Townsend from Vancouver. And okay. there is one quote that I remember uh, from a documentary that they did on his last album where he's also a very private person to his core, mm-hmm. but it's also almost a bit of an oxymoron that 
uh, are a little bit ironic that he's chosen a vocation that for it to be um, accurate, he has to blow that whole, that everything wide open. Yeah. Um, and there's, you know, there's a certain sense, of, you know, there's, there's a lot of vulnerability to opening your, yourself up to, to the world like that. Yeah. And, but ultimately it's going to resonate with other people because no matter what you're dealing with, there's always somebody else that's going through the exact same thing mm-hmm. or a very similar thing and feeling the same things and movies, music, art in general, those, these are at their truest form. They are expressions of what the artist themselves is going through. Yeah. And that's ultimately how they connect with their audience Mm-hmm. because then we can understand we we're also feeling the same things when we listen to them when we watch them when we look at their paintings and so forth we're being swept into their world for however long that the piece of art is yeah and I, I, it's it's just an incredibly powerful experience for me mm-hmm. and i think it's it's kind of I guess it's a little bit funny when you think about it that, you know, like I have an engineering degree, you you do as well. And, and the funniest part about it is now that I'm, as I went further and further into my degree, the more and more I got into art. Yeah. And the more, like I was always into music and movies, but everything kind of just uh, amplified as I went through this yeah. engineering degree. And but then you'll you also have kids in your class that don't understand why we're taking complementary studies electives. Yeah, I think they're a waste of time. Yeah, the the engineering idea of understanding things just made me appreciate art, right? Yeah. Because it's about understanding humanity, really, mm-hmm. um, and and sharing that experience. And yeah, I, I think a lot of people unfortunately do miss that and and it seems like i think this this podcast and this type of content is is very well timed because i think i think out of necessity it seems that society is trending back towards see need seeing the value in art cuz i i do feel like you know there's been this trend towards just putting out content for content's sake and you hear of like netflix having algorithms to just kind of create shows based on check like boxes it has to check and it's like well that isn't what actually will sell it's about people people seeing themselves in in the art yeah and that's the thing like representation matters that's why black panther was such a huge phenomenon Mm -hmm. when it came out Um, it's you know like seeing your seeing the people that you most relate to on screen and it makes a difference it matters yeah it's and but ultimately what matters most is that they're represented in a way that is truly accurate yeah they're not just there for you know the token minority right yeah uh and you know, we, we've seen it with Black Panther and Crazy Rich Asians last year, and I, I and I assume we're probably, or at least I, I really hope we're going to see a similar idea with Captain Marvel when that comes out later this year in March. And mm-hmm. um, because there's been so much representation for people like me over the years that 
it's about time that other people get to have that experience of relating to characters that they've seen and seeing people that look like them when they go to the movie theater on on the big screen and yeah i think that's an incredibly important thing and i'm glad that uh we're starting to see more diverse characters more diverse films and and i think i think it also adds such value to us right it obviously adds huge value to you know people who can experience their experiences but also it, it adds you know art and and movies are my way of understanding the world largely right and i i yeah, put it allows you to, to be opened up to new cultures new experiences yeah. and a new understanding of the world and the issues that these other people are dealing with that maybe you weren't privy to at the time mm-hmm. that you first saw it or you didn't think it was as significant as it was yeah and or as it is i should say yeah one thing I want to ask um, about like your enjoyment of the movies is, you know, I what what aspect of of a storyline or of a movie do you enjoy the most? Because I found it really interesting talking with a couple of, of my friends who I'd consider potentially on your level of, of, of cinephile, one in particular, but I had only ever seen plots when I watched the movie. But one of them particularly would talk about how it was filmed and the scenery and the shots and that kind of stuff. And another one would talk about character development and how it was so interesting to see the characters change. And like those things hadn't even occurred to to me. I only ever Uh could pay attention to the plot, which is kind of the most surface level thing, I guess. But so I'm interested what... Ultimately, all of that is is in... All of those other things are in service of one thing. Yeah. That is the most... The most important thing in any film is the story. Yeah, but so do you? Uh, yeah, what what do you pay attention and notice all of those aspects, or and and do you take yeah, more value? Uh, I take more value from films that have uh, that are beautifully shot. Let's put it that way. Okay. Um, because there's and soundtracks as well, because I'm huge into into music. Yeah. Um, yeah. The way, just the way that a scene is filmed, can elevate what's been written mm-hmm. on on the page, and that's where you know a good cinematographer, a good director, that's what really brings uh, can bring sort of a, a a mediocre script, let's say, into the upper echelons. Elevate it to good, or take a good script and make it great. Yeah. So. It all starts with story, but then it comes down to, you know, how, what they're shooting, whether, how they're shooting it, um, how, what kind of color palette they want to use, mm-hmm. uh, the lighting, uh, the way that they're shooting it, uh, whether they're using, you know, like dolly cams to, to move along with them, or if they're just changing where the, the camera is located. Like there's all these sort of things that, and they're all different kinds of mindsets on on how to approach it but Mm -hmm. that's and i think that's great because ultimately it brings a different element to every story because ultimately there's only so many stories types of stories yeah uh, that can be told and every other story is just kind of a, a play on older stories 
Mm-hmm. Um, but different filmmaking techniques uh, allow us to have sort of the same type of story, but to experience it in a different way. Yeah. Um, but it, I, I don't know if there's one thing in that I I can really say that I, I look for in general, like every time I go in, it's just, is the story there? Is the acting good? Uh, how does, is the soundtrack work? You know, is, how is the cinematography? I mean, I look at everything to be honest. Yeah. So yeah, there's yeah. never really one thing I can pinpoint it down onto, but I can kind of always tell whether I'm going to really enjoy a movie just based off of the opening shot. Oh yeah. I think, I think the opening shot is typically the most important in the film because it sets the tone. Yeah. And I also the opening and the ending shots are always the the the, mo- the two biggest ones for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, because how you end off the film is you know, that's what you're leaving your audience with. Yeah. And for me like I have a few particular one endings that are my absolute favorites and they all have one thing in common. What's that? In that they're ambiguous. Okay. It's yeah. left up to the audience what happened. So Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Inception. Yeah. And Prisoners from Denny Villeneuve. Okay. All of them have ambiguous endings. We don't know exactly what's happened, mm-hmm. but it's left for the audience to decide based on what we've seen yeah what what happened next okay. I, that's what i love that's yeah. what i love from a film but obviously that doesn't work in every type of story yeah that's that, ha- that has to be done in service of the story but opening shots i mean that's that's a huge one for me because if it's a bad opening shot you're kind of it's a bad first impression yeah and obviously films can overcome that but i always find it's a little bit of a rocky road uh if the opening shot isn't one of the strongest in the film yeah that makes sense um and then i guess looking forward what are you hoping to kind of like what are you looking forward to most about uh you know your your articles and and you know our conversations to to add to add like an additional layer to to your interpretation and enjoyment of, of certain film yeah um there's a lot of the times like that's one of the things you miss out on when you go to the movies alone is you don't necessarily have somebody to talk to about these films mm-hmm. and well that doesn't necessarily bother me because i get to um sort of just sit with the films and you know have these develop how I feel about them on my own, uh, having this, the ability to then talk about these movies with other people, that's, uh, you know, an added benefit for me with, uh, with this venture yeah. is to be able to talk about, you know, movies that I think are important and what they mean to other people and how they, uh, kind of, what, what kind of messages they're sending out to the world. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. And yeah, for me, it's I, I think it's so important. It, it's, let's, let's say one of the more accessible art forms. And so like, I, I do think people, I hope people start to appreciate it more. And I hope to be able to kind of capture 
um, capture some of the importance of it and some of the context around what's going on on with regards to, to film and stuff like that because I do think um, I do think it has huge importance in, in society generally yeah uh, storytelling has been around since the dawn of time I mean mm -hmm. it's, it's from from as long as uh, humans were able to communicate their thoughts to other people stories have been been one way that we communicate with other people and yeah I would hate to see I would hate to see that disappear yeah um, so I think that's a good place uh, to end this discussion so I just wanted to mm -hmm. thank David for uh, joining joining me on this episode yeah thank and you the listeners for tuning in to motion picture commentary episode one I do hope you found this episode thought-provoking, interesting, and enjoyable. Until next time.